You're listening to a podcast of The River in Durant, Oklahoma. We hope that what you're about to hear will bless you and empower you to live the life that God has called you to live. We hope that it will strengthen you in faith and that it will help you better understand and better recognize who you are in Christ Jesus. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Had a good week? Yes. Me too. I spent most of my week on I-75. Today I want to talk to you about the road to recovery. Road to recovery. First Samuel 25. Story begins. First Samuel 25.1 And Samuel died, and all the Israelites were gathered together and lamented him, and buried him in his house at Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Aram. And there was a man in Maon whose possessions were in Carmel. And the man was very great, and he had three thousand sheep and a thousand goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now to put this in perspective, so he was a great man, but he was not a good man. He was great because he had lots of money, lots of sheep and goats. This is about, best I can figure, about eight to $900,000 worth of animals. And a million dollars worth of animals alone, not just his land and all. So he was a great man. Samuel 25, 3, it says, Now the name of the man was Nathan, and the name of his wife, Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and of a good and of a beautiful countenance. Beautiful countenance. But the man was churlish. She's good looking. Yeah. <laughs> but the man was churlish and evil in his doings. And he was of the house of Caleb. You never know whose kids are going to grow up and be idiots. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that Caleb's sons would have been standouts. The lesson here is train your children, teach them what you know. Train them yourself. Yes. You no, know, teach them what you know about God and His Word. Keep them in church. The man seemed to be a fool. But one thing's for sure he knew how to pick a wife. And David heard in the wilderness that Nabal did shear his sheep. And David sent, that, sent out ten young men, and David said unto the young men, Get you up to Carmel, and go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus shall you say to him, Whose name do you go in? Great David's greater son. See, David, David's going to look a lot like Jesus in this before we get through today. And thus shall you say to him that liveth in prosperity, Peace be both to thee, and peace be to thine house, and peace be unto all that thou hast. Peace, peace, peace. Listen to the message of David. Peace, peace, peace. This is what Paul said Jesus did for us. The gospel of peace 
when everything's in turmoil, you can have a peace and the peace of God. This is the message of David's greater son, Jesus, peace. David's servants were the ones who spoke the word, and the message was, was, a, was even to a fool. So you have a message to preach. Sometimes you have to be speaking to a fool, but it's okay. <laughs> Fools need this message too. And, and now I have heard that thou hast shearers. Now thy shepherds which were with us, we heard them not, neither was there aught missing unto them. And all the while they were in Carmel. See, because it... Reason is significant. David is hiring out as a as a mercenary. That's all he knew how to do. These four hundred men, six hundred men he had. And when shepherds were were shearing, they were defenseless. And marauding army bands would come up and take take the stuff from them, kill them, attack them while they were had their backs turned. They were they were busy. David did not understand that happened to the neighbor. Ask thy young men, and they will show thee. Wherefore, let the young men find favor in thine eyes. For we come in a good day. Give, I pray thee, whatsoever cometh to thy hand, unto thy servants, and to thy son David. And when David's young men came, they spake to Nabal according to all those words in the name of David, and ceased. And Nabal answered David's servants, and said, Who is David, and who is the son of David? <laughs> There be many servants now a day that break away every man from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my flesh that I have killed for my shears and give it unto men whom I know not whence they be? So David's young men turned their way and went again and came and told him all those things. Hear me. He knew David. He knew who he was. He probably knew he was a northern king. Thirteen. And David said unto his men, Gird ye on every man his sword. And they girded on every man his sword. And David also girded on his sword. And there went up after David about four hundred men and two hundred abode by the stuff. By far, the deadliest part of this statement is that David also girded on his sword. Yeah. Yeah. Fighting, killing machine he was. Yeah. David's fighting ability was well known. Well documented. In fact, they sang a song about him in Israel. Did you hear about that? Saul has slain his thousands. Sing it, Miss Ann. David, these tens of thousands. Yeah. Women in the streets sang the song with the girls. What do you call that? Canter it back and forth. Made Saul so furious. Saul got so raging mad over this, he tried to kill David. And David had to get out to safety. And now he finds himself running from his king, trying to keep his men fed and hire out as a, as a, as a mercenary. But one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Behold, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to salute our master, and he railed on them. But the men were very good unto us, and we were not hurt, neither missed we anything as long as we were conversant with them. If you, we, if, go ahead. When we were in the fields. If you know of anybody that you that you have a hard time dealing, dealing with, and you can get to their wife. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
They were a wall unto us both by night and day, and all the while we were with them, keeping the sheep. Now therefore know and consider what thou wilt do, for evil is determined against our master and against all his household, for he is such a son of Belial, that a man cannot speak to him. Be a wall for somebody. Be somebody's wall today. You never know when you may need someone to stand up for you. That's what's happening right here. What this means is use your shield of faith for somebody else. Amen. Then Abigail made haste and took two hundred loaves and two bottles of wine and five sheep ready dressed and five measures of parched corn and a hundred clusters of raisins and two hundred cakes of figs and laid them on asses. And she said unto her servants, Go on before me. Behold, I come after you. But she told not her husband Nabal. And it was so, as she rode on the ass, that she came down by the covert of the hill. And behold, David and his men came down against her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain I have kept all that this fellow hath in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that pertained unto him. And he hath requited me evil for good. So, and more also, be God unto the enemies of David. If I leave all of that chained to him by the morning light, any that pisseth against the wall, and when Abigail saw David... See, you survived that, didn't you? You survived reading that, didn't you? <laughs> kind of, sort of. <laughs> and when Abigail saw David, she hastened and lighted off the ass and fell before David on her face and bowed herself to the ground. And he fell at his feet... And fell at, and fell at his feet and said... Upon me, my Lord, upon me, let this iniquity be, and let thine handmaid, I pray thee, speak in thine audience, and hear the words of thy handmaid. Let not, my Lord, I pray thee, regard this man of Belial, even Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, thy handmaid, saw not the young men of my Lord, whom thou didst send. Now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, seeing the Lord hath withholden thee from coming to shed blood, and from avenging thyself with thine own hands. She's still speaking to David all this time. Now let thine enemies, and they that seek evil to my Lord, be as Nabal. And now this blessing which thine handmaid hath brought unto my Lord, let it even be given unto the young men that follow my Lord. I pray thee, forgive the trespass of thine handmaid, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house. Listen, say that again. For the Lord. For the Lord will make my Lord a sure house, because my Lord fighteth the battles of the Lord, and evil hath not been found in thee all thy days. Listen to me. You want people around you who keep talking to you about your future. Yeah. Yeah. Let them know who you are. You don't need nay, nobody needs nays, naysayers. Yet a man is risen to pursue thee and to seek thy soul. But the soul of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of life with the Lord thy God. And the, and the souls of thine enemy, them shall be a sling out. She speaks, listen, out as in the middle of a sling. She speaks her husband's death right here. Eighteen words were stronger than his fool. Eighteen words she spoke were stronger than the fool. 
Your words are so powerful. Yeah. If you look upon a woman, the Bible says you lust after to lust after her in your heart. You've committed adultery already. Think about that. Think about this. If that's true in the negative, what about healing? How can't you look upon somebody and lust after their healing? Say, God, you did it for them, you can do it for me. Amen. What's wrong with that? It's more powerful than the, than the negative, isn't it? Amen. Get around, get around the right people. That's all I'm saying. And it shall come to pass when the Lord shall have done to my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning thee, and shall have appointed thee ruler over Israel. She's talking about, about his future again. So this, this is why I say Nabal knew him, knew who he was. She knew who he was. If the woman of the house knew who he was, the man of the house sure knew who he was. That this shall be no grief unto thee, nor offense of heart unto my Lord, either that thou hast shed blood causeless, or that my Lord hath avenged himself. But when the Lord shall have dealt well with my Lord, then remember thy handmaid. Remember me when thou art coming to thy kingdom, she's saying. Jesus heard that too, didn't he? Yes, he did. You know. And David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which sent thee this day to meet me. And blessed be thy advice, and blessed be thou, which has kept me this day from coming to shed blood, and from avenging myself with my own hand. For in very deed, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, which hath kept me back from hurting thee, except that thou hast tasted and come to meet me, surely there had not been left unto Nabal by the morning light any that pisseth against the wall. So David received of her hand that which she had brought him, and said unto her, Go up in peace to thine house. See, I have hearkened to thy voice, and have accepted thy person. Again, the gospel says, Go in peace. Amen. And Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, he held a feast in his house like the feast of a king, and Nabal's heart was married within him, for he was very drunken. Better enjoy it, boy. Wherefore she told him nothing, less or more, until the morning light. You better enjoy it, boy. Ironic that, the dis- that, the- that he dishonored the anointed king, but fanc- fancied himself worthy of a king's feast. Dishonor is a terrible thing, and it so grips our world right now. Dishonor. Dishonor. If anyone dishonors you, listen to me. They're, they're, they're not a mile down the road from betrayal. It's the next step. John chapter 12. Judas sees Jesus, gets his oil poured over him. He says, this is a woman's dowry. A year's dowry, maybe two years. They didn't know for sure. Worth a lot of money. Seems like they just wasted on Jesus right there. Judas said it. The other disciples chimed in like they agreed with it, but it took one to say it. John gives gives the full story of that, that event there in John chapter 12. He says, After this event, Judas went from there, seeks the, the uh, Sadducees and Pharisees how to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. This is the next step. Betrayal is the next step after dishonor. If you find dishonor in your heart for your husband, find dishonor in your heart for your wife, 
find this out on your heart for your pastor or your whatever boss. Betrayal is the next thing. It's not. It's not. Not, not a mile down the road. It's the next step. But if came fast in the morning when the wine was gone out of Nabal, and his wife had told him these things, that his heart died within him, and he became as a stone. Oh, as a stone. The law got him, didn't it? And it came to pass about ten days after that the Lord smote Nabal that he died. A few days later. David sent a sympathy card to Abigail, along with an invitation to dinner and a movie. <laughs> and when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord that hath pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal, and hath kept his servant from evil. For the Lord hath returned the wickedness of Nabal, Nabal upon his own head. And David sent and communed with Abigail to take her to him to wife. And when the servants of David were come to Abigail to Carmel, they spake unto her, saying, David sent us unto thee to take thee to him to wife. And she arose and bowed herself on her face to the earth and said, Behold, let thine handmaid, handmaid be a servant to wash the feet of the servant of my Lord. And Abigail hasted and arose and rode upon an ass with five damsels of hers that went after her and she went after the messengers of David and became his wife. She came with five damsels, not six, not seven, not eight, not nine, not three, five. Why five? Because she came by grace. And grace came with her. She heard a message that changed her life. In fact, it gave her a life. She heard a message that changed her life from the king, the anointed king. And grace came with her to give her that new life. Amen. David also took Ahinoam and Jezreel, and they were also both of them his wives. Uh, 29, verse 4. And the princes of the Philistines were wroth with King Achish. And the princes of the Philistines said unto him, Make this fellow return, you see? By this time, David, David is fighting for Achish, the king of Philistines. Fighting for them. And the twelve princes get mad at the king, and they, they go and lose their mind and say these things right here. Make this fellow return, that he may go again to his place, which thou hast appointed him. Let him not go down to battle with us, lest in the battle <coughs> he be an adversary to us. Let that might turn on them. For wherewith should he reconcile himself unto his master? Should he not be with the heads? Should it not be with the heads of these men? They're saying he'll turn on us in the battle to, to show up, show off in front of Saul. Is not this David of whom they sang one to another in dances, saying Saul slew his thousands and David his tens of thousands? Sing it, Miss Anne. And the princes of the Philistines were wrong. Sing the song, Miss Anne. <laughs> There you go. That's good. <laughs> Listen, even the Philistines knew the song. The Philistines even knew the song. 
And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives. Ahinoam. And Jezreelitis. And Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him. Listen to this. Because the soul of all people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. So notice, not one of those guys actually, actually picked, up, picked up a rock to throw at David. You see, because for a guy there who was slain tens of thousands, 601 was not, not good odds enough. The odds were not good enough. And besides, they'd heard the song. They'd all heard the song. Heard it live and in person. And David said to Abathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abathar brought hither the ephod to David. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. Recovery, recovery follows the pursuit. If you're going to recover, you have to pursue. Pursuit is what separates men from, from the boys in faith. Meanwhile, Abigail and Ahinoam had been captured and are following their captors, looking up the north end of south end of, north end of southbound Camel. Not <coughs> alone, I see walking dust in her face. Ahinoam on one side and Abigail on the other. Like this, probably. And Hinnom says, what's that song you're singing? Yeah. You're humming over there. <laughs> <laughs> what's that song? <laughs> Running out of air. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> Abigail then Abigail says it's a song that sang in town you never heard it she says no I never heard it where have you been girl he'll come for us he will come and get us Oh, you sure? You sure? You sure? I'm, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I never looked up the south, north end of the southbound Campbell before. I'm a princess, you know. Never have been in this kind of trouble before. Till the holler came along, trying to teach me faith. 
Come all mixed up in this faith business. What do I do now? What do I do now? Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Abigail was not as freaked out as Hinnom was because look what she'd been married to. She knew a, li- a better life was coming for her because David came for her when he needed when she was in desperate trouble in the beginning. She knows he's going. He's going to come now. Listen, Jesus found you when you were in sin and, and degradation and a, and a terrible life. Glory to God. He's not going to leave you in trouble now. That's right. I'm not going to leave you when this trouble comes. He's going to come for you right where you are, deliver you just like you need to be delivered. Whatever it is you need, you can have. Amen. I believe that with all my heart. Yes. Even as I fight myself, yeah. I still believe this is all true. I know it's true. Yeah, I did not sow these seeds, but I've been attacked by the enemy. By the enemy. Yeah. So I'm going to win. Yeah. So David, David won here. Jesus won in the hell. You can win on earth. Amen. Amen. So David went, he and his 600 men that were with him, and came to the brook Besor, where those that were left behind stayed. But David pursued he and 400 men for 200 above behind, which were so faint they could not go over the brook Besor. And they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread, and he did eat. And they made him drink water. Never underestimate, underestimate the power of a life, no matter how insignificant they may seem. This boy was, was a drain on him. Years ago, a woman came in my office. I was pastoring in McKinney, Texas. Woman, young woman single mom no job no nothing I had to pay her rent she, she came, to, came to church about a month in a row and then, then needed to see me she said and uh, she came in and sat down and said I need my rent paid pastor holler I said well, tell me tell me about it Next time a month went by and it was she needed her gas bill or utilities utilities or something paid, so I paid that. I was supposed to go back to the board of elders before I got a third gave any money for the third time because they they, they, they said you you they told me so you're gonna give everything we have away. <laughs> so they put a little limit on me, so I couldn't do that. I was I was thankful for it. They did it for my protection, you know. She said, you have to talk to us the third time somebody comes. Okay. She'd been in every church service since she started coming. Two months, she came back, and she said, I need something else. Third time she came, I said, I shouldn't do this. I'm going to say no, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to say no, so I tell him I said no. <laughs> I said, no, how much do you need? <laughs> I gave her the money. Uh, she'd been in every church service. Yes. She was showing herself faithful. And she's a young mother and needed help. And it was okay with Ann. <laughs> I had an idea, though. We had some rental, pro- rental property that I was having to collect the rent on, and I hated doing that. Just hated doing that. This pastor, you know, walked down there into a rental place and said, You owe me money. It was hard for me. So I hired her to collect the rent. 
She said, Pastor, can I run and see my job? So it looked good for my, to my boss. I said, sure. She rent, she signed up a contract for her 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 uh, real estate company to run this for her. She was going to do it. They ran, ran the paper on it. Everybody got a little piece of the money, you know. Wasn't very much. But that so impressed her boss. And he gave her a real, real listing. A multi-million dollar building, building that they had not been able to sell in, in Dallas. I don't remember where it was or what anything about it. It was just a big old building there that they could not sell. She sold that thing. Bought me a big old check. <laughs> Twenty. She she told me I could tell how much she, she twenty five thousand dollars, one check, for the building fund. Amen. I said to the, I said to the board of elders, and then the boo boo. Amen. And David said unto him, To whom belongest thou, and whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant to Amalekite, and Amalekite. And my master left me, because three days ago, agone, I fell sick. We made an invasion upon the south of the Cherethites, and upon the coast which belonged to Judah, and upon the south of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag with fire. So that tells David he's on the right track. And David said to him, Can thou bring me down to this company? And he, and he said, Swear unto me by God that thou wilt neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will bring thee down to this company. And when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of that land of Judah. And when David smote them from twilight even unto the evening the next day, and there escaped not a man of them, save four hundred young men which rode upon camels and fled. Hang on. This battle lasted from one, one evening to the next evening. That's what it said. Tuesday evening to Wednesday evening. Mercy. All day long he's killing Amalekites. This tells you how many there were. He has to listen to it. It's subtle. He said, none, none escaped save 400 young men. If 400 can be seen as none, how many had there been? Big, big, big crowd. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And he, he did not just get all he had, but he got more than all the Amalekites had. Saul has slain his thousands, David his tens of thousands. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. You can and shall recover all if you pursue. Amen. Stand your feet, please. Repeat after me, will you? I am here 
to recover what I don't no doubt have yet. I know it's on its way. It's on its way because Jesus already paid for it. So I claim what is mine. I have a right to this. I take it by faith in Jesus' name. It is mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let me talk to some of you who may be here who don't know if you're going to heaven tonight. You may not know if you're saved or not. If you don't know you're saved, probably not. If you don't know, you're probably not. That's easily fixed. All you have to do is believe on Jesus. The real Jesus, not the superficial one. Not the one that they talk about on, on the news, but the, the real Jesus. The one who rose from, from the dead. Because he's alive forever, glory to God. When he was here, he died for your sins. He was not died for his own sins, he died for your sins. And he was buried and he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. This is the gospel for us. You can know Jesus today if you want to. He wants you to know you. He thinks about you all the time. Thinks about you all the time. You're always on his mind. And Willie Nelson's, I guess. But <laughs> You're always on his mind. You are today. You will, will be tomorrow. Saved or unsaved, you'll be on his mind. He can't get you off his mind until he gets into your heart. I'll ask everybody to bow your heads with me just for a moment, please. If you're here today and you say, I want that salvation that Jesus offers. I want it right now. I've lived too long without this. I want to know that I can go to heaven if I die and where I'm going to spend eternity. That's you. Would you raise your hand? Say, pray for me, preacher. God bless you. Let's pray together. Dear God in heaven, I believe in you. I believe in your son who died for my sins, who was buried, who rose again the third day. I believe in you, Jesus. I accept your lordship in my life. I believe what you did for me is the best thing that ever happened to me. I receive you now. In Jesus' name. Come into my heart. Make me everything I ought to be. Devil, I'm through with you. World, I'm through with you. Flesh, I'm through with you. I'm walking with God now. In Jesus' name. For the rest of my life. Amen. Look at me. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to hear me. Not many days, not many years, not many months, not many decades from now. I don't know how long. We'll all be in heaven, heaven together. I'll come find you and we'll talk about this right here. This is the day that changed your whole life. Amen. Amen. Glory to God.